What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 113 of the Stand Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, joined by my hermano de la same madre, Lester Jones. <laughs> why, why, why were you going to try it if you didn't even like bother? <laughs> I think I was almost right, but I don't know what, what what's Spanish for same. I don't know. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Same, same. <laughs> I was in the ballpark. <laughs> you nailed it with that Spanish. <laughs> I won't do this in Spanish, though. We also got the Ninth Wonder, Chocolate Thunder, Doing the Deed and Spreading That Seed, The Rootin' Tootin', Skeet Shootin', Filling Up Pies with the Might of 50 Guys I Ain't Telling No Lies, The Phenomenal A.J. Singh. All truths being told here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> How many uh, illegitimate children you think you got out in the oh, world? Lots. <laughs> I'm like a football player. Over here. <laughs> You're putting up uh, Wilt Chamberlain numbers. <laughs> um, well, we will be uh, uh, bringing uh, a review of She-Hulk episode seven, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Uh, later on, but we'll save that uh, for the end for the diehards. <laughs> um, but what else you guys been watching and or doing this year? Uh, or what feels like a year, but a week. <laughs> yeah. Watching She-Hulk felt like a week. <laughs> no, I think this was my favorite episode so far. Yeah, I think so. It actually too. wasn't as, as bad as uh, a lot of them. Yeah, I, at some point watching this episode, I felt like, I think I'm starting to like this show a little. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm not ready to go that far, but it was It, it was, was better. Yeah. yeah. Um, I watched a show called Reboot. It's on uh, Hulu. Oh, I saw the thumbnail for that. How was it? From like the 90s? Uh, no, no, no. That show I used to watch too. That was like a cartoon, like an yeah. animation. show. Yeah. What, wait, what was that show? That was like people, like like people were living inside the computer. Yeah, they were like computer parts. I and guess. And they were like three D animations, like really chunky. Wow, this doesn't ring a bell at all. And it was called Reboot. Uh-huh. Pretty sure, yeah. Might have to look that up later. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, this one's uh, got a uh, what's her name? Rachel Bloom from. Uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I've been watching that oh, show. Oh, so now so I know why you got it. There's a link. I was like, <laughs> and it's got Michael uh, Keegan Key. I think that's his name. Oh, uh, from Key and Ke- Keegan Michael Key. Keegan Michael Key. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it's got a what's his name from Jackass. Johnny or, Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, I think those are the only people. Oh, it's also got Paul Reiser, and uh, yeah, like I said, Rachel Bloom. Does it also have? Um God, what's her name? Judy something. <laughs> oh yeah, Judy Greer. Yeah, I forgot her name. Yes, man. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got her. She's a uh, she's always looking good, man. She's always been a beautiful lady. I man. agree. Yeah. yeah, even even like she's probably like fifty something. She's, cool. she's like one of those character actors that's in like a shitload of stuff. Yeah, she really is. She pops up in a lot of stuff. Yeah, she gets a lot of work. Huh. Good for her. But how you like that show? So far, I started out slow. Oh, okay. um, the jokes really aren't hitting hard. Uh, I hope it picks up. Maybe it's just like they're setting up the show right now. So so. If I am not mistaken, like the premise is like there used to be like a hit show and now like these are actors that are coming back in a reboot of that show. Yeah, there was a hit show. It was like a sitcom and uh, it was kind of like a goofy, silly 90s sitcom. And the actors, you know, they came back to do the show, but they've been told that it's going to be different this time, more like edgy and, you know, a lot better. 
It's like that drama they made out of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the the new show writer is supposed to be Rachel Bloom, and uh, the old show writer was uh, Paul Reiser. And uh, there's beef because he comes back and he's like, "Hey, that's my show." And man, you know, Paul Reiser's been uh, in a lot of shit yeah, recently. I, I, Stranger Things, all Stranger Things, The Boys. Oh, okay, yeah, he's been, yeah, he's been doing like. Somewhat substantial, like uh, supporting characters. Yeah. Like, yeah. do you think he was just saying no to work this whole time? He just decided to get back in. I mean, it? I'm sure he had enough money; he didn't have to work. Hmm. Yeah, you never know if it's one of those things where, like, people sometimes people drop out a long time, and, and sometimes it's just because they like want to raise their kids or whatever. Mm. And sometimes I, I think they like their career just goes downhill, or maybe they do other stuff and then they come back to mm. it. It's I don't know. Yeah, hard to say. But I mean. It seems like one of those things that's hard to walk away from because a career in in you know acting is so like fragile. You could go downhill any any second. One bad movie. It is, but at the same time, like if you were one of those lucky guys that just was on like a hit show, like the the Big Bang Theory or something, and mm. you made your millions, I could yeah. totally see just being like, okay, peace out. I'm gonna go live on an island somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine the people get on like those shows like that and they're like, hey, I got like a bit part and like a. Something that's probably going to last one season, <laughs> right? And then it explodes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and the residuals like those guys are set for life. Unless uh, I know streaming is different. I, I'm not sure if they get residuals from streaming or not. I mean, I think that's what one of those writer strikes was about. So, like, I think they do, but it's probably like a pittance. Uh, oh, okay. Who knows? Uh, anything else you watch? Uh, that's pretty much it for me. And what about you? I don't know if we mentioned it last week. I finished a uh, season of Severance. On the cliffhanger, I think we. Did oh yeah, we did it. talk about that. What else? Did I, did I watch anything this week? I watched something. I don't. Did you finish Edge Runners? Cyberpunk? No, I've watched a couple more of those. I haven't finished it out. I watched some American Pickers again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did I you? Watch, I watched one more Lord of the Ring. Oh, okay. How how how's that? It's okay. I'm not hooked. It's. It seems it's like right. the internet's like has a lukewarm reception of that show as well. Yeah. Like I don't think anyone's like, oh my god, you got to see this. But I don't know. I, I might keep going with it, but I mean, how many? I don't know. I don't know how far they're planning on going with it, and I don't know if I want to get invested. <laughs> Have you started Andor yet? No, I wasn't sure if you were gonna dip out before uh, it finishes. So I was like, maybe I'll just put that one on hold because I, I wasn't like. I mean, now that I've started, I think I'll probably stay <laughs> with my right. Disney plan long enough to finish it. But uh, well, I might as well go into what I've been watching because that's one of them. Yeah, so I've been watching Andor. Uh, so I watched the most recent episode just last night, which was episode four. And I got to say, like, I am liking it quite a bit. I think this is like a um, definitely a more complex, like, uh, Star Wars story. Like, I kind of wonder, like, I don't think kids would like this one as much because it's just it's a little more nuance it's a little more uh you know like this last episode especially like wasn't as heavy on action it was more of like oh you know introducing a lot of characters and like the different factions at play and a lot of dialogue but like i'm, I'm digging it man it's it's uh definitely has a different feel i think than a lot of star wars stuff and i i'm enjoying it um let's see um oh i also uh went to the theater on sunday and i watched a little movie called see how they run which is like a an Agatha Christie type like murder mystery because you know I like those those kind of things. Agatha. It actually kind of has like a meta angle to it because like the murder takes place around like a Agatha Christie um, stage play called The Mousetrap, which I think is like a real stage play. But then like 
I'll say this, like, the actual, like, reveal at the end, like, isn't the, like, strongest part of the film. Like, to me, like, the best whodunit is the one where, like, you know, the clues are actually laid out in a clever way. And if you, like, pay attention, like, maybe you can solve it. Or, like, even if you don't, you're like, oh, fuck, the clues were really there. This one, like, the clues were, like, kind of so subtle and, and, like... Once the reveal happened, I was like, oh, I didn't necessarily guess it, but I, I don't know if I would have, you know, it's... I used to feel that, like, I've read a couple Sherlock Holmes, and I I felt like that, whereas, like, he solves it, and he's like, oh, yeah, this was, uh, you can tell by the needle or the thread or something, You're like, what? <laughs> but this, um, I will say, like, uh, Saoirse Ronan's character were very charming, and, like, her interactions with... Sam Rockwell's detective character are a lot of fun. So it's really more like the journey's better than the destination. Was the real reveal at the end Sam Rockwell's ass? Well, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. Big hairy reveal. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, it's a good movie. I, I wouldn't say you have to run it right out to the theater and watch it, but when it hits streaming, like I would definitely uh, recommend checking it out. It, it, it was fun. It's just like the whodunit aspect of it was kind of underwhelming, but the rest of it was, was pretty good. I usually like him, he, although he's he's not usually in the biggest of roles. Sam Rockwell, he's yeah. yeah, he's like always really good in everything he does. You know, I remember like when they were casting uh, the Joker for the Dark Knight, and they hadn't like announced oh, he was in Heath there. Ledger. Yet. Well, I, I remember reading a story. I don't know because it kind of I don't know if like he was one of the names the studio was actually considering, or if he just like put his name out there as like he wanted to do it. Yeah, but there was definitely that story, and like he. I think he would have been a great Joker. Like, if if I was casting and I heard those two names together, I'd be I probably I would have went with him. Me too. But uh, I mean, I mean Heath, Heath Ledger, Ledger ended, was amazing. Ended up being amazing. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, if I couldn't see either of them audition and they were like, you got to pick Heath Ledger or Sam Rockwell, I would have picked Rockwell yeah, at that yeah. time. Man, I couldn't. But when Heath Ledger was announced as Joker, I was like, no way. Yeah, a lot of people were. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's he was, he was like a such a happy Joker. go lucky guy. Yeah, and charming. Mm-hmm. Like you don't really see it coming. Like he doesn't. He, He's just a, a good-looking, normal yeah. guy, you know? Like, right. He's not the Joker, but, <laughs> man. But, yeah, he was the, he's the definitive Joker. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, I've also been talking about how I've been uh, kind of going back and reading uh, a lot of comics lately. And I've kind of been um, going back and reading, like, some series that I've already read but enjoyed. I, like, I hadn't done that in a long time. Uh, I reread um, a series from, oh, probably the late aughts, early, like, teens called G.I. Joe Cobra, which is basically, like, what if G.I. Joe Cobra was written for adults? Like, it's, like, what if it was, like, dark and fucked up and, like, kind of like the HBO version of G.I. Joe? Mm. And it's really fucking good. Uh, Very noirish. Like, I highly recommend it to people. It's really good. That's a that's a book you said. Yeah. Okay. I'm surprised when I go back and read something like how much I've forgotten, but also like as I'm reading it, how how I do remember it at the same like time. bits and pieces of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I I I don't think I'm gonna bother to pick up the rest of the Game of Thrones series for books. I, I couldn't possibly read them. I I could read it. You can remember that stuff. Well, I, I don't remember so many of the details, and like I'm at the point where like he says the story goes off the rails anyway, and he's gonna oh. write it differently. So I'm like, I might as well just read it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Plus, I know it's gonna be a t- page turner. Yeah, but man, like if if he had just stuck with it, and like if any, I don't know if any, it's possible to even like tie up all those loose ends, those threads. But 
I mean, there was so much potential there. I, was, yeah. I still wonder who that that lady at the beginning of the story is, who like warns Daenerys, like. Maybe when we're like 90, they'll remake it. <laughs> yeah, they'll tie it all up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like, I read so many comics, and, you know, I don't, I don't really read single issues so much. I usually read, like, the collections. But, like, even reading them that way, like, you know, a, a year and a half, two years will go by until, like, another collection comes out. And I'll be like, man, I remember like the broad strokes of what happened <laughs> right. last, but like my memory just like isn't as good these days. Even the names will be like, because there's so many characters. So many. <laughs> I'm going to be like, who is this person? <laughs> I mean, think about how many more stories we consume than like our parents did. Oh my God. Like they had three channels on television. Like maybe they read books, maybe they didn't. But like there's just like so much. We consume so many stories with so many characters. It's like, so much for our brains to keep track of. I mean, got, when you got Mash and Gilligan, what else do you need? I know. <laughs> I mean, that I, that is definitely contributing to ADHD. Because like, even for me as an adult, I'm like, I barely have any memory. I just look at my phone. I'm like a goldfish. I'm like, okay, I just look it up. You know, I don't store <laughs> anything in my brain anymore. I definitely feel like I have ADD sometimes, and I don't even know if I like clinically do, but I definitely feel like I yeah. do sometimes. Do you remember how many like phone numbers and birthdays mom used to remember? I know. Well, even like when we were kids, yeah. we had to at least remember a couple phone numbers, like our own yeah. and maybe some relatives, you know? Mm. Yeah, I don't, I couldn't tell you what your fucking phone number is. <laughs> <laughs> I barely remember my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I do forget mine sometimes. They'll be like, what's your number? I'll be like, oh, hold on. <laughs> yeah, you start looking at your phone, and you're like, where in the fuck did they hide my phone yeah. number? <laughs> it's always the hardest one to find. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you guys got anything else you want to talk about before we uh, get into uh, story time? No, let's get into it. All right, so we'll do a round of stories, and then we'll get into our She-Hulk review. Uh, so anyone who hasn't watched or listened, we're going to go around the table. Everybody will bring a wacky news story from around the globe to the table, and we'll see if we can't just make it something funny and or entertaining out of it. And as tradition dictates, AJ, we usually start with you, so what do you got for us? An executive of a vegan food products company has been charged with felony battery and making a terroristic threat after a fracas outside a football game in which he's accused of biting a man's nose, officials said. Beyond Meat's chief operating officer, uh, Doug Ramsey, has been accused of road rage attack outside Saturday's game between the Arkansas Razorbacks and the Missouri State Bears in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Uh, a police... A police report says the 53-year-old Fayetteville man attacked another man who tried to inch in front of him in a parking garage traffic lane and made contact with a wheel of Ram on Ramsey's sport utility vehicle. A police officer responding to the reported disturbance arrived to find two males with bloody faces. Uh, after speaking with Ramsey, the other man, a witness, and a witness, uh, the officer determined that Ramsey had f uh, gotten out of the SUV and punched through the back windshield of the other car. The driver of the other vehicle said the said he emerged from his car and Ramsey pulled him in close and started punching his body and also bit the owner's nose, ripping the flesh <laughs> off Jeez. the tip of the nose. Uh, that man and witness also reported hearing Ramsey threaten to kill the man. Beyond Me has not responded to messages from the station and Associated Press seeking comment. I, f I mean, he's got to he's got to taste the meat first, right, to make the meat. So he's that's what he's doing. He's just trying to make sure he's got the flavor of the nose down. <laughs> doesn't like in, in Batman Returns? Doesn't the penguin bite some dude's nose? 
Oh, I think you're right. There is something. I want to say that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in a bit. <laughs> does, I do feel like he bites somebody. <laughs> well. To the Saigon <laughs> whore bit my nose off. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's amazing the road rage people get. It's getting worse. Or at least we're hearing about it a lot. I just, there's so much anger at you know his team lost, whatever his team was. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> He's like, that motherfucker's got a freaking Marlin bumper sticker or something. He's just driving home like, I'm going to eat somebody today. <laughs> yeah. My team lost. I'm, I'm a fake meat b- millionaire. <laughs> Life just isn't going my way. <laughs> Man, I was in a Uber the other day on my way home. And like in the next lane was like the left turning lane, you know? And, like, the light had just turned green, but apparently, like, the guy in the lead didn't take off as fast as, like, this old guy behind him wanted him to. No. So he, like, honks his horn, and then, like, I couldn't exactly say see what he was saying, but you could just t- see him, like, yelling, like, yeah. fuck you or whatever, just, like, going off. I'm like, that guy's about to have a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> that guy should just, like, put it in park and just sit there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just finish him. <laughs> you want to sit here? We can fucking sit here. <laughs> Man, yes, some people get fucking crazy in traffic. Yeah, uh, I, I think in every city there's got to be at least one incident of road rage happening all the time. Yeah, everybody gets that a little bit. I mean, yeah, but I mean, with phones now, we're seeing like so many crazy things. Like, I, I saw a video in New York where this, it looked like it was like a, a robbery on the road. Like, this car knocked this other car off the road. This guy opened the other car's door and pulled out a briefcase and ran off with it. I was like, what is this high speed? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Damn. People are crazy, yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of assholes out there. Beware the asshole. Yeah. Well, should we dare to see what's in the old manifesto this week? Pretty much he took my only story. Oh, nice. <laughs> Actually, I, I've got one. Uh, it's a fake news, but we wish it was true. So I like this segment sometimes. <laughs> fake news. Sometimes you see a story so good. You just want it to be true. But it's so disappointing when it's not. Yeah. It is disappointing, but uh, they're crafted with such love, these stories. Some of them, some of them are really good. And like yeah. I'm like, who takes the time to think of this right. shit? And like the details, you know. <laughs> so this one, um, two overweight lovers, one 649 pounds, one 450 pounds, are making passionate love in the third story of their apartment building. When the floor gives way and they fall through three stories. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been good. Yeah. I wanted that one to be true, but alas, fact checking uh, did not prove out on that Do you think two people that fat have ever fucked? Do you think two people that fat can fuck? I've I <laughs> I've seen uh, no, no no I've never been that fat I've never been that fat but I did see six hundred pound. Well, you life. put the other half together. I did I did date some fatties, but uh, on six hundred pound life there was this woman who got pregnant from her husband and her mother got them to work it out somehow. So she was physically involved to she, make it happen. She was like. Doing the hoists and pulleys and something. pulling the lanyard. and She was like getting this here and that there or something. I don't know. Push. <laughs> you know what's amazing? There is no physical condition that a woman can get in that a man won't fuck her. 
I, yeah, I'm sure that's true. Pretty much true. Yeah. Oh yeah, if, ladies, if you can't find that guy, call my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a cousin. <laughs> He's not the the brightest bulb in the batch, but he will dick you down. <laughs> <laughs> Trust us on this. <laughs> um, well, I actually just found this story, so I haven't had time to 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 read it all the way through. So. Let's hope that it's good. Uh, woman hospitalized for days after her dog pooped in her mouth. What'd she do? <laughs> uh, the life of a pet owner can be full of surprises. Usually, though, your pets don't earn uh, you extended hospital stays. Unless, of course, they happen to take a dump in your mouth. <laughs> Unless, of course, that dog. <laughs> the wonderful shooting, Mr. How many? Ted. How many people do you think even these days uh, know who Mr. Ed was? I don't know. I don't want to know, to be honest. <laughs> what what breed was this dog? That's what I want to know, because I, I, I want to like make a little note. Do not get a Shih Tzu. I knew you were going to go it, I, know, I, know. <laughs> I might use that as a pun in this episode <laughs> title, but it's actually a chihuahua. Mm. Uh, that's what happened to British mother Amanda uh, Gamo, who happens to sleep with her mouth open. Oh, thank <laughs> God. Not anymore. <laughs> her, ch- her chihuahua bell um, had a nasty stomach bug, lost control of her bowels, and hit the bullseye. Uh, <laughs> was was it just hanging out like over her face? Um, let's see. <laughs> As if that's not gross enough, uh, Gamo's experience only got worse from there. The 51-year-old quickly developed explosive diarrhea, the exact same condition her dog had. The difference was that uh, Gamo's symptoms were much, much worse. She ended up staying in a hospital for several days as the doctors pumped fluid in her and tried to kickstart her kidneys. In the end, she got better and got to go home. But we can bet she'll be more cautious around Bell. Uh, Gamo's poop incident took place earlier this month. At the time, she was at her Bristol home and settled down for a nap. Bell, as always, was snuggled up next to the owner. But suddenly, the Chihuahua felt her stomach turn. Bell had no time to run for the back door. <laughs> okay, but could she have at least like <laughs> aimed her butt? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this seemed on purpose to me. As the violent bout of diarrhea knocked uh, on her back door. The poor dog could only open the floodgates right into her owner's snoring face. See, I think they're assuming. I think that dog could have uh, done almost anything else. Yeah, she probably like accidentally stepped on it earlier in the day. <laughs> um, I was having my afternoon nap with Belle, like I always do, when I suddenly felt something squirt in my mouth. Yeah, I'm recalled. Uh, the mother of three reacted much in the same way as we'd imagine everyone would. She ran off to throw up aggressively, but she still had time for a selfie? Quote, I rushed to the bathroom and my son was in the shower, so before I washed the poop out, I had time to take a quick snap, she said. What? Wait, she took a picture before she washed the I'm, shit out? I don't, I don't care who's in the shower. I'm getting that out of my yeah, mouth. Yeah, you're getting in there. <laughs> that would be my son. priority. Uh, now we Move know over, why, Jimmy. Mama's coming. In. I know. Now, <laughs> now we know why she. <laughs> now we know why she. Uh, why she uh, got sick? She took her time. Uh, not sure why she'd want a photo of herself with dog shit all over her face, but to each their own. Suppose it's a memory. When Gamo finally got to throw up, it wasn't a one and done deal. 
Uh, quote, it was disgusting, and I was hurling violently for hours after. I just couldn't get the taste out of my mouth, Gamo said. <laughs> While she was preoccupied in the bathroom, Gamo's daughter took Belle to the vet. The animal doctor diagnosed the pooch with a gastrointestinal infection and prescribed her antibiotics. Hey, isn't that akin to like a... a, a uh a traditional English breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I would eat. I would. I would. Uh, I would marry an English breakfast. To be honest, mm-hmm. got everything. Could do without the beans, probably. I was gonna make a beans joke yeah. with the poop. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, um, I, I got. There's got to be a pun with some sort of uh, English breakfast. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, this story goes on, but I think we got to the nuts and bolts of it. This lady got shit. Yeah. Yeah. The selfie thing does make me wonder. Like, who would even think of that? Who? Be like, this is going to get a lot of views. This might go viral. (laughs) (laughs) Something's going viral. Like. This the bathroom thing doesn't make sense to me. He's in the shower. You you just need the sink. You just need to get yeah. You got a sink. sink. You got a toilet. Figure something out. Yeah. I yeah. That doesn't make any sense. But she like caught a glimpse of herself in the mirror and she's like, you know what? This would make an interesting photo. (laughs) (laughs) Posterity. I mean, the taste lingered because it was still in her mouth. Jeez. (laughs) Yeah. His taste is lingering. She's got a mouthful. <laughs> it just won't go away. <laughs> well, that was my story. Uh, should we get in to She-Hulk episode seven? She-Hulk, the best She-Hulk, She-Hulk episode Hulk. yet. Now, like I said earlier, like I think this was better than a lot of the episodes. I still don't think I'd put it above like maybe like the first two. Oh, you think the first two are still better? I think so. I hated the first two. Yeah, the first two were kind of slow for me. I mean, I don't think there's been any great ones, but the first two, I was like, okay, maybe this will go somewhere. And then once it got to like three and four, I was like, oh, no, it won't. <laughs> now I know what to expect. <laughs> I think this, even though it was better, I think it's still the plot or the overall story is still moving at a glacier's pace. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think this advanced things very much. But I've gotten to the point where I don't think there is a like overarching story maybe it's just each episode is like its own thing and then small little overall things but yeah i'm really getting the the feeling that once we see daredevil it's gonna be like when we saw bruce in the spaceship and he's just gonna be like to be continued (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what it's gonna be (laughs) um okay so she hulk episode seven entitled the retreat uh, so we start off, uh, Jen happily gets ready for her date with Josh, and there's like kind of this date montage where she like has a good date with him that ends in like an awkward handshake, then she has another one, and they almost look like they're going to hook up, but uh, she he leaves at the door again. And then finally, the third date's charm, they get to the, the door, and then they end up uh, having some sex. <laughs> So I actually like this. I thought it was, yeah, it was cute. It was kind of sweet. Um, it, it was going well. And at the same time, like, they're going through all these dates. They're going through this, all this stuff. And I'm like, what are the odds this guy's going to turn out to be a douchebag? And yeah. I'm like, yeah. it's just, there's like this hint of sour in the back of my mind. Right. This little seed. And you know it's not going to work. But 
it was cute, and you see her kind of falling for him, and yeah, it was like yeah. a decently done montage. Yeah, yeah, I, I did enjoy that. I it, thought it wasn't bad. Yeah, it seemed like how a person would act if they were in that situation. Uh, so when she wakes up, Josh is gone, and um, he won't respond to her uh, text, and that's going to be a reoccurring. Reoccurring and reoccurring thing. Right. And then you go into the montage of her checking her phone for just, right days yeah. and days. So, yeah, she, first she texts and, like, he doesn't respond right away. It, and then, um, so now she's uh, in her office with Nikki. And uh, we find out that Jen is nominated for Female Lawyer of the Year, which is a thing, apparently. Was she nominated or was She Hulk nominated? She Hulk, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Which, I mean, at that point, you're like, it seems a little disingenuous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she had one case. Yeah, exactly. Two cases. She just got hired on by that company. <laughs> She's uh, the best around. Um, so now it goes to, like, her one date ended on Friday. So now it's Saturday. So Josh now has gone a full day without responding to her text. Uh, Jen is getting impatient. Um, uh, but then she gets called by Chuck, who is Emil Blonsky's parole officer. He says that Blonsky's inhibitor bracelet malfunctioned, and he wants Jen to meet him at Blonsky's retreat um, so that if he has turned into the abomination, she can, uh, you know, she-hulk out and save his life, basically. Um, So it turns out that um, Emil, as far as we know, did not turn into abomination. He says he got zapped by an electric fence while, like, trying to get one of his chickens or something. And so Chuck um, fixes the bracelet, and he just he, he wants to get out of there, so, so he leaves. Um, Jen is about to leave uh, when I wrote he was in – this isn't exactly right, but I didn't fix it after I wrote it. I said he was interrupted by a goat man and a fighting swordsman. <laughs> <laughs> they were fighting on the property. Yeah, they, like, um, knock into her car, which um, – Breaks her car, basically. Um, so we find out these two are named Man Bull. He's not a goat. He's a bull. Man Bull and Swashbuckler. And they're basically at this retreat um, working, I guess, on their anger issues. Mm. Right. Yeah. They're trying to get straight <laughs> from their violent impulses. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Jen's car is broke, uh, causing her to have to stay at this uh, retreat. By the way, um, conspicuous by their absence is his eight wives or nine wives or whatever that aren't in this episode at oh, all. Oh, yeah. I forgot they came to his trial. Yeah, the right. little um, flower children. You'd think at least one of them could make an appearance. They didn't want to pay those. He, he tries to keep them away from Man Bull. <laughs> they didn't want to pay those extras anymore. Um, so Jen is kind of like upset that she can't get any phone re- reception there because, of course, she's obsessed. That montage is still going. <laughs> right, right. She's obsessed with Josh, wants to see if he's texted her back. And so, yeah, there's another montage where she's, like, walking around trying to get a signal. She can't get a signal. Um, finally, she gets a signal, um, but uh, basically it's in a spot where she stumbles upon this, like, kind of group therapy meeting between Emil and a bunch of, like, these like, you know, third Z-list, you know, bad guys. Yeah, basically villains, I guess, or, or people with powers or... Yeah, they, they're like, yeah, they have powers, but maybe they're a little misdirected or something. I don't right. Know. But they're trying to get right with the Lord. Um, so one of the guys that walks into this group is named Wrecker. And he was one of the guys that um, attacked Jen with like the light up uh, tire iron yeah. or whatever. 
So this part doesn't really make sense to me. It's not really. It's like the other people there have superpowers. Like, I don't think he has superpowers. No, I don't think so. He just, you know, he had that magical weapon. But also, like, the fact that he's here, how would you not, like, think he was... um, Up to something. Like, one of, like, Emil's cronies or something. Yeah. Like, you'd have to be suspicious. I mean, how small do they think New York is, like, at this point? Like, she's run into a couple people now. Uh... That guy she went on a date with, Tim or whatever. I think it was Todd. Todd. (laughs) And then this guy. Like, she's meeting people over and over again in New York, just running into them. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Well, and the other thing, I didn't write it down, but number one, like, they eventually in this meeting, they all kind of become friends, right? And he even mentions at some point that, like, oh, maybe this Josh guy is just after your blood or something. Like... He could at least, like, if they're really, like, buddies by the end of this, he could have been like, oh, by the way, I was working for this scumbag yeah. that wanted your blood for nefarious purposes. Mm-hmm. That's it. She never pursues that. It's like, what, what were you doing? I know you were trying to take my blood. And then she, like, lays down her defenses around him and, like, never really questions him at all about it. Just like, oh, he's trying to be a better person. Yes. <laughs> so basically, when that guy walked in, uh, Jen, like, well, first, like, she kind of uses the breaking the fourth wall thing where she's like did they previ- previously on this character you know um like they do at the beginning of shows like did they remind you of this character well, anyway oh, yeah they have the little right yeah, right flashback to remind you who he is because she's like you probably don't even remember this guy do you and i was like yeah you're right <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah she hulks out and like throws that guy in the corner but then they're like oh you got to calm down and that's when they all kind of get in in this group therapy uh meeting so now jen as she hulk is in there um, so Jen has a scene where kind she kind of expresses sad- sadness that she's overshadowed by She-Hulk, which I actually think was a good scene of the show. Like, I think that would have been like a good like arc, actually, because, you know, they talk about her being kind of like mousy or whatever. And like, she's kind of like a plain Jane, maybe even. And then like, kind of at will, she can turn into this, this gorgeous, glamorous, like superhero. Right. And like... You could see how that could be like, um, I, I don't know. It's kind of weird because, it, you know, it, it's kind of hard to approach that storyline about feminism because like she's almost automatically getting like that gift. Um, it's like uh, we everybody has like fantasies of being like that gorgeous, like attractive person. Like you can just pretty much do that on will. But then at the same time, like you're like. You know, maybe people just don't really like me unless I'm beautiful or you have all these kind of like psychological um, kind of gotchas. And I, I think that could be like pretty powerful components. Right. It's like if you could magically change into that better version of yourself and all of a sudden you were getting like all the good attention, then you'd be like, oh, well, people really then don't give a shit about yeah. the real me. <laughs> yeah, right. They're like, they don't care about me unless I'm beautiful. Yeah. And that's kind of what she expressed. Her. And so I actually... That was a good scene, and I think that is a good like idea for her Element. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So kudos to the She-Hulk uh, writers on this one. Um, so then they encourage Jen to um, delete Josh's number. But my only thing is at this point, like since she's hasn't heard from him at all, like couldn't she still like suspect that like maybe something bad happened to him, like? 
you know? Yeah, uh, maybe even especially because, like, he's in contact with her. <laughs> like, maybe he'd been abducted or something strange. Yeah, that's what I thought could have happened, actually. Right. Yeah. So it's like, maybe she shouldn't have deleted his number, yeah. like, until she was new for But they sure. talk her into it. Right. Mm. I thought they were maybe going to do the thing where, like, she did that, but then we find out, no, she didn't really delete his number. Mm. She didn't, But no, but, well, I guess they could still do that, but... Um, Okay, so yeah, now Jen, um, she gets the tow truck, she leaves, and then, yeah, well, here's... Let's pause for a second. Because, oh, sure. Because we have all these guys in the meeting, and uh, we didn't talk about all of them, but there's like a, a guy who is or thinks he's a vampire. Yeah, he thinks he's a vampire. There's a guy in like a porcupine suit, right? which I don't know how much that expands to like who he actually is. <laughs> you got Man Bull or Bull Man, I forget. Yeah, Man, man Bull, I think. Uh, you got Blonsky and... Swashbuckler. Swashbuckler and then right. like the kind of wiener guy that attacked her. Wrecker, yeah. And Swashbuckler now, and Man Bull have a very codependent relationship. Right, right. They're talking about their codependency. <laughs> they keep hammering that And one. they have like this, uh, like a bromance or something. Yeah. But... uh well, I see this group, and and they, they kind of seem to be, like, on her side and going whatever. And part of me is, like, I'm hoping that, like, they turn out to be, like, actually good guys. Because there haven't been any in this show. And it's kind of, like, demoralizing. So I'm kind of, like, these are, I'm hoping these are, like, kind of, like, the misgotten misfits. And they kind of band together and, like. Oh, yeah. They do seem that way. It does kind of seem that way. And I, I'm kind of hoping that's where it goes. I mean, the only one I could see maybe like being revealed to still be a shithead is the Wrecker guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't really know much about him. It's just the fact that he's there at all is weird. But uh, I can't see them making uh, Porcupine take a heel turn. This <laughs> 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 sweet looking. Like yeah. they got him to take off his mask and he's like this sweet little black guy under there. Yeah. <laughs> like, But they're all like, oh, you smell like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Your fucking face stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I like you, but you need a fucking bath, bud. <laughs> yeah, dip him in a pool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. <laughs> But it, they did feel like the most like low budget like characters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> I, I guess that's the point. Yeah. But, oh, I didn't write down, but she at one point was hurting for a yurt, and so oh yeah, right. because uh, Emila tried to talk her into a yurt because she was stranded there, and she's like not having any of it. And then she's like, "Oh, you know what? I am hurting for a yurt." And you're like, "Okay, you got you got that line in." <laughs> There's our sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, she gets the tow truck, she goes home, and then this is where they, they drop it on us. We find out that three days earlier, um, Josh, after their sexcapades, um, he used his, um, cell phone to basically copy the data off of her cell phone. Then he took a picture of her, like, sleeping naked, and then he texted somebody that we don't know, basically, that he got her DNA. Yeah, I think he took the picture to, as proof, like, you know, looks. Oh, yeah, she's really be, here. Yeah. Which is so, like, convoluted because, like, when she was all drunk and tore up at the wedding, he could have taken her blood. And then <laughs> he's like, let's date, like, 17 times and put together this beautiful montage of us <laughs> falling in love just to show that I turned on you. You know, I mentioned on last week's show that he's going to be like, yeah, I got her DNA on my dick. But, like, <laughs> I'm glad you reprised that. <laughs> Great callback. <laughs> <laughs> I really feel like I didn't get the props for it the first time. <laughs> yeah, but, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, like we never see him actually like take her blood though. Yeah, no. Not, so did he get dick? 
I don't know. He's all this like perfect man. That's how they did that doctor too. He's like, oh, he's the perfect man, and like they build it up, and they're like, no, he's a shithead. He's a real piece of shit. Which guy? Which doctor? Like the 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 muscular doctor she dated. Oh, right, 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 right. right. Yeah, he was only in it for She Hulk. Mm. He said it in court too. (laughs) (laughs) I know. He's like, like, when I found out Jen was around, I was like, yeah, (laughs) She Hulk. She's pretty hot though. Which. How did he not know? That's so stupid. He knew. There's no way he didn't Google. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even bother to be like, hey, could you uh, could you not do this? <laughs> yeah. Not right now. Dog just shit in my mouth. I'm having a rough morning. <laughs> I don't know. And also, like, when she slept with that guy, did she sleep as She-Hulk to not, like freak him out or something i'm not sure like i think she got up before he did and when he got up he's like oh 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 jeez oh, oh my dick disgusting please tell me you're her ugly maid <laughs> <laughs> so stupid <laughs> um but yeah overall one of the better episodes yeah i agree yeah still waiting on daredevil though no Daredevil yet. Yeah, he's been hanging for a couple episodes now. Yeah. I mean, how many episodes are left? Just two, I think. Man. Just, just two. But yeah, at this point, like, I don't see his appearance being anything exciting. Like I said, I think it's just going to be like, you know, they work Damn him in yeah. somehow, but he's like, well, if you need me, I'll be over here doing my show. You know, I, I can't imagine he has anything substantial yeah, to do. I see an end credit scene with like, Hi, I heard about you. <laughs> right. <laughs> we have the same tailor. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Can you believe he used that um, hag convention line on me as well? <laughs> you know what I was thinking about? It, I, I mean, there's so much like, is this supposed to be about feminism? And I started thinking about it. And what do you, uh, what do you call like asshole men? Uh like chauvinist, male chauvinist. And I was like, if I was like a real piece of shit and I really wanted to like write women in an unflattering way, like pretty much all the other women in this show is exactly what I would write. <laughs> I mean, Titania, just garbage. Like Lulu. Which one was that? Is the that wedding bitch. Oh, the wedding bitch, Lulu. <laughs> which one? Which was uh, the one that went out with Wang? Like the big titty, just like drunk all the time. Like Madison, oh, Madison, Madison. I was like, Jen, oh. Jen is like the only decent woman in this show. What about Nikki? Yeah, Nikki is, is that her helper? Yeah. I mean, she's got some enthusiasm and whatnot, and she's okay. Oh, remember that other lawyer? Like complete and utter, like just nasty bitch. Miss Book. Is that the black girl? Yeah. Yeah, no, she's awful. I hate her. I, I thought she's coming around. I mean, she's definitely like, um, like... Like, if you have some kind of fetish where, like, women just beat the shit out of you with, like, leather <laughs> implements, oh, yeah, like, like then, then I'd say she might be your girl, but uh, <laughs> but no, no, I'm out. <laughs> I don't think... Miss Book's not a total villain, but she's definitely, like, uh, has an attitude. Yeah, she's rough around the edge. Right. I see. I got you two pegged, or she does. <laughs> see, <laughs> the, the pegging leather <laughs> to strap on. <laughs> You got to take what you can get. <laughs> oh, you t- <laughs> uh, Well, interesting. <laughs> and now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> Mrs. Book. 
But she um, has kids. Guys, do you got anything else you want to add about this episode of She-Hulk? I still think that one guy's bad, evil, the one who was in the meeting. He's definitely up to something. He didn't tell her about his boss. He's he's that thread that leads to like the main villain, I think, in the future. I mean, I mean, do you think he is attached to uh, Blonsky? I don't. I, I'd, I'd like to believe that Blonsky doesn't know about this. I'd like to believe he's taking on a turn for the good. Yeah, the thing I, is, I don't. He, you do want to like him as a character. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think they're going to heel turn Blonsky, but like, it does seem convenient that that record guy would be there. Yeah. But at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me if they never bring him back. <laughs> 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 well, like you said, they've got like a couple episodes left. They have to squeeze Daredevil in. Right. And they have to reveal like, who is the guy behind intelligentsia? Yeah. And like they got to do, you know, I when they get her DNA, you got to imagine they're going to use it to create a Hulk of their own. Which allegedly they have it now. Yeah, now they do. But to me, like they've done so little with Titania. Like, do you think she's just done, or do you think maybe like the bad guy will like go to her and be like, "Do you want the means to fight her? You'll be my Hulk." Maybe. <sighs> You do need to bring in Daredevil, and if you're, I mean, if you're like in Hell's Kitchen, you're in New York, whatever, then, uh, I mean... Uh, I mean, if they did use Kingpin like he was talking about, which I, I don't think they will, it would at least, like... It would at least it would fit. Con- it would connect all these shows. It would like, bring some of the threads Because we know Kingpin's going to be in Echo. Yeah. And then Daredevil as well, so I, I, but I, mean, I don't I mean, see him... He's, he is a top villain, but then they would be overusing but, Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but they need a, a they need a villain reveal. They need somebody to be this boss, and they're they're trying to drag in Daredevil. But the other thing is, no matter who this villain is, they're not going to get the mileage out of him in two episodes. So, do you think mm-hmm. whoever it is, they're going to like? Well, that's the thing. He already has backstory. He always had his, has history. He always he's already somebody you know. So, if you just bring him in and say, "Boom." Then you get all that other stuff with it, and you tie it together. You're not trying to like build out some other thing. And like, I mean, these are short episodes. These are like 20 minute episodes. I mean, I guess if they did kind of connect this to Kingpin, and then like he was also an antagonist in Echo and then Daredevil, they could kind of make his story culminate in Daredevil, and then that would also give him an excuse to ha- bring then have She-Hulk bring. Yeah, She-Hulk. She-Hulk could. Uh, you know, come into a Daredevil episode and be a lawyer, you know. I think that makes almost the most sense to me. To connect these properties. Well, they're already connecting them, so why not do as much as you can right here? Because if you just bring in somebody else right now, like, you don't have enough time to do anything. It's just going to be like, okay, that was weird and random. Yeah, it does seem weird to me because, you know, no matter who, no matter who it is, they can't do anything compelling with them in right, a two episodes. Can't do span. anything. Maybe they're trying to do like a Defenders type thing, not like the actual series, but like where they have like crossovers with She-Hulk and then Matt Murdock and perhaps other people. I, I, I mean, he, Mur- right, well, yeah. Daredevil also has the the common enemy that uh that ninja group, right? Oh, the hand, yeah, yeah, the hand, yeah. So, um, I mean, that could be a possibility. Yeah, it, it could be interesting if like the hand was using her DNA to like boost up their soldiers. Right, something along those lines. I could see that, maybe. That would actually be somewhat uh, interesting. I just hope the Daredevil show has... Isn't just complete garbage. That and, I, that and I hope it has a, a much darker tone than this series. 
Well, that's tricky too because you're trying to marry two properties that are pretty different in tone and pretty right. different in content. Right. Like, how do you mix like a comedy to a drama? You know. Right. And you also have to bring in a male beloved character to so some property that is really hating on them. You know, I think I read somewhere, and this might have been speculation too, but that they were going to kind of use Daredevil as this character that kind of goes between all these shows and kind of links them together. That makes sense because he's like a lawyer, so he would be involved in that side of the thing. You know, you, yeah, you everything. can see him pulling some of these together. Maybe I think it could be kind of cool to have like a you know an episode of uh, Moon Knight and Daredevil together mm. as well. That could be fun. Yeah, Moon Knight. Yeah, I really don't know. We had some like um, plot holes with Moon Knight, but um, there was. But it, overall, I still like that series. Yeah. I think it's one of the the better ones. Yeah, really not sure where it would go to connect from there. I mean, you still got the uh, the Italian character, which they brought out at the last episode, right? Right. The psycho the, like the, killer. The complete <laughs> psychopath. Um, yeah, maybe. Did either of you guys watch that little trailer they had for Secret Invasion a couple weeks no, ago? I haven't That's heard weird. of that. It's it's going to be like uh, Sam Jackson, uh, Nick Fury, and it's also going to be like, um, you know, scroll-centric where like... You know, it's kind of like a, uh, you know, who's going to be a scroll type of thing, you know, uh, kind of an espionage type thing. It looks good. I, I'm, I mean, I don't think I've heard the term scroll before. Oh, they're like a race. They're shapeshifters. Uh, yeah, shapeshifter race. They were in the Captain Marvel movie. Yeah, but, they were the ones running away from the blue people, from the Kree. God, did I? They were green. You need to. I don't remember. <laughs> if you didn't watch Captain Marvel, you need to rewatch I don't it. think I did watch Give it a watch. Seriously, give it a watch. I'm pretty sure I didn't watch it. I think it's worth a watch. You should do it. Uh, uh, <laughs> may I, there's a chance I did watch it, and it was just like trash. No, it's good. Captain Marvel's good. Yeah. Huh. Oh, I might have to look. I don't know. I like. It. There's so many things going on, that, and I haven't watched all of it, and like things kind of fall apart and crumble around me. I know. I, I think you need to rewatch the whole thing. Just go on. <laughs> I don't have it in me. From Iron Man. I just don't. <laughs> it is a lot of content. I struggle with Iron Man, especially the, the first, first Iron one, Man is great. The first one I coped with. The other ones I was just like I was struggling. The third one hard is the worst. <laughs> I don't know, the the first third one's Iron definitely Man, one of those ones that was like so much action, like I was falling asleep. Which one? The third one. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's so, like all these Iron Man suits blowing up into fireworks. Yeah, I would, I, I would, like, I would swear uh, the final was, act of Iron Man, the final act of Iron Man three, I think, was guest directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> it's <laughs> it was, just it action bad. overload. It's, it's yeah. to me that's the worst MCU movie, Iron Man three. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've skipped enough that I can't uh, comment on that. <laughs> like I got to where like if they weren't doing like eighty or ninety or above, like I wasn't watching it. I was just like, I can't do it. How many of them get that high though? Well, I guess Not quite a few. Most actually. of them get over eighty. A lot okay. of them, but but yeah, I, I fell out. <clears throat> well, guys, we still got some time on the clock. Do you guys want to do a round of guess the etymology? Ooh, sure, etymology. <laughs> <laughs> this really hooks the viewers. I know. <laughs> All right, let's get some etymology. <laughs> yeah, these aren't our highest viewed uh, videos, but uh, <laughs> they're fun. They're fun. Who wants to watch me eat donuts? <laughs> oh, you already did that. Okay, do you guys know the origin of the phrase blue blood? Blue blood. I know it's like purebreds. I think it probably has to do with like crabs or something. It's like pure, 
people of pure blood of or like royalty or something. I think it has to do with lobsters. I'm going with lobsters. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they allegedly have blue blood, right? So yeah, the meaning is noble birth. The origin saying that some ha- uh saying that some has blue blood comes from the Middle Ages, where it was believed that those who had pale skin, meaning their ancestors uh have not intermarried with darker skin partners, were noble or aristocrat. <laughs> oh, How long ago did this start? <laughs> <laughs> the main reasoning behind it is that when your skin is really pale, the veins are more visible and they usually look quite blue. Oh, okay. You know, I remember when we were kids, like, mom told us that, like, um, you know, people, like, our our blood inside is blue, but then when we bleed, it's immediately, like, comes in contact with oxygen, and that's what turns it red. I was listening to a podcast, and supposedly that's total bullshit. Yeah, I've heard yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I have heard that, like, um, like, octopuses and stuff, though, they have, like, a blood that's, um, instead of having iron, it has copper, so they actually have, like, green blood. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I think I may have heard that as well. Um, Do do you ever wonder, like, some of the things, like, your parents told you when you were kids? (laughs) Like, how much of it is, like, total bullshit? A fair amount. And the thing is, I I don't know, maybe it's a blessing, maybe it's a curse, but, like, like at a certain age, I realized, like, there was, like, a fair amount of stuff that I was told that was wrong, and then, like... Like, once that was wrong, like, I had to question, like, everything. It's like, I didn't believe anything anymore. I was just like, nothing's true. It's all been a pack of lies. You know, another one mom used to tell us that, like, I suspect it's probably bullshit, but I, uh, who knows. Is she, she said, like, every time you sneeze, your heart skips a beat. So, like, if you were to sneeze, like, so many times in a minute, you could die. <laughs> I probably should have died by now. <laughs> yeah, you sneeze in yeah. packs, man. Yeah, the- they just come in groups. Okay, the next one. Every cloud has a silver lining. I mean, that's got to be directly from clouds and the sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. The, so the meaning, negative occurrence may have a positive, positive aspect to it. The origin. The expression can be traced directly from a piece written by, in 1634 by English poet John Milton called uh, Comas... Uh, a mask presented at Ludlow Castle. Uh, he spoke of a silver lining of brightness behind a gloomy cloud, and soon afterward, Milton's clouds became a staple of English literature. The pro- proverb, every cloud has a silver lining, eventually came into being in the 1800s, a time of optimism and positivity in the upper classes of Victorian England. Hmm. Okay. Uh, next, the whole nine yards. I believe this is from that Matthew Perry, Bruce Willis movie. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> it was comical tension. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe people like walk nine yards for like a wedding ceremony or something. Okay. I mean, I'm guessing it's a measurement of cloth or something. Let's see. So the meaning, to do everything that is possible or available. Origin. During World War II, pilots would have a nine-yard chain of ammunition. When a fighter pilot used all their ammunition on one target, they would give the whole nine yards. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's an, actually an interesting one. I, I, I kind of like that one. Yeah, yeah, I would not have guessed that one. I like I like the ones that came like into being like like 50 years ago. I'm like, right. <laughs> I'd, I would never have guessed that. Uh, the next one, sleep tight. Sleep tight. The bed bugs bite. That, that's got to be a, some sort of military thing. Like, they wrap themselves up tight to keep... Oh, like tighten the cover? Stuff out, yeah. Sleep tight. I don't know. I just think of, like, the lullaby, uh, whatever bedtime story. 
Uh, so the meaning, sleep well, uh, said to someone when parting uh, from them at night. Uh, the origin, it is believed that the saying comes from Shakespeare, another Billy Shakespeare. Uh, oh, okay, from Shakespeare's time, <laughs> when mattresses were secured. William Shakespeare, his unknown brother. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, when mattresses were secured by ropes. During that time, sleeping tight meant sleeping with the ropes pulled tight, making a well-sprung bed. Oh, okay. How were mattresses secured by ropes? Is it like hay tied up with a rope? Or well, you something? have like the frame and you tie ropes across and you lay whatever on top. Oh, yeah. oh I see. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, that would suck because I, I suppose after a time of laying on those, like the ropes would loosen up mm-hmm. and you'd have to like retighten them. That would be a pain in the ass. Uh, next, piece of cake. It was a piece of cake. I don't know. I mean, cake's been I'm gonna for guess a while. <laughs> Marie Antoinette somehow. I don't know. <laughs> let them have their cake. <laughs> if this ends up being Marie Antoinette, um, let's see. So, meaning something easily achieved. Origin: the saying "piece of cake" comes from American poet, another poet, Ogden Nash, who in 1930 was quoted saying, "Life's a piece of cake." Some of these are just but like not oh, one of those gross cakes. A random person said it. Yeah. Uh, next, spill the beans. Spill. The oh, beans. the office and Kevin. That was a heartbreak. <laughs> that was a heartbreaking scene. <laughs> oh, right, I forgot about that. I loved that scene. I was like, oh, I felt so bad for Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> he's going on. He's like talking and talking and talking about how lo- much he loves these beans and all his techniques and all this stuff. And then you know, you're like, you know, he's gonna spill it, <laughs> but it still feels bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, any guesses on spill the beans? No, I don't know how <laughs> spilling the beans would actually connect to like telling secrets. Yeah. Well, let's, <laughs> unless like you cook, you cooked like a mouse into your beans. <laughs> he spilled the beans. Let's the find secrets yeah. out. The secret ingredient is rats. So yeah, the meaning uh, reveals secret information unintentionally or indiscreetly. Origin: the saying that comes from ancient Greece. Where voting was done using beans. Oh, I was actually thinking about this. I thought it was like little small stones, though. Okay. Uh, it says citizens would put a white bean into the jar of a candidate they support and a black one for a candidate they do not approve of. So once again, black is... goes <laughs> uh, back all the way. <laughs> uh, however, on a few occasions, clumsy people would spill the jars, revealing, revealing classified information. Anecdote about uh, spilling the beans and, and uh, mystery meat. I was in the army in the field, and there's like this mess uh, tent or whatever. I went in there, and the guy he's like scooping out and dishing to everybody as we go go down the line. And like he gives me, he picks up this scoop, and there's like this giant chunk of meat in there. And he looks at it, and he like he sets it aside. He's like, not sure what that was. (laughs) 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 Just keeps scooping. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> not sure what that. <laughs> it's not what you want to hear. <laughs> I like. I wanted that meat. <laughs> that was Chihuahua. That was, shit. That, was, that was the choice chunk of meat. Right <laughs> that was, yeah, that was, Nobody else got a piece of meat like that. That was the fillet. <laughs> fillet o' rats. Oh, I think I actually know this next one. Uh, pull out all the stops. So this is like, um, I believe, like those old like um, hydraulic like organs, like to change the the pitch on them. Like you would pull out these things they call stops. So like if you were to play like a very complicated tune, you might have to pull out all the stops. So meaning make a very great effort to achieve something. Origin. 
organ consoles have knobs. <laughs> it would have been great if you were wrong after yeah, that. That, would that be elaborate funny. like <laughs> description. <laughs> um, organ consoles have knobs that are called stops. Without them, an organist can play at a much higher uh, volume. So pulling out all the stops would let the organist squeeze the maximum volume out of the instrument. Have you ever thought about playing an organ to, to extract the maximum volume? <laughs> <laughs> done and done. <laughs> uh, the next one, run amok. Amok, amok, amok. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, you, beat, you, you beat both of us to it. Goddamn. <laughs> By the so, way, that, that's coming out. out this month, it's right? Out. It's already out. Oh, it's out. Did you we're going to wait till the October 31st. We're going to wait. Ooh. You will not wait that long. Ah, we're going to try. Jai doesn't care about it, so he's he's fine waiting. So I don't know. We we both have our hard set on watching me and Rumman. But uh, uh, we're trying to hold out. We'll see. <laughs> My watch tonight. <laughs> Any guesses on where that phrase comes from? Besides Hocus Pocus. Run <laughs> a muck. A muck. I mean, it sounds like muck would be like mud, running into mud or something. I'm not actually sure alone what the word a muck means. Yeah. Does it mean like a foul? <laughs> no. no. Um, let's see. So meaning behave uncontrollably and disruptively origin the saying comes from the malaysian word amok which describes the bizarre behavior of tribesmen who under the influence of opium would become wild and attack people wait i thought opium was like a sedative no not for these guys (laughs) (laughs) don't give them weed god knows sounds like more like they were on cocaine or something yeah Yeah. cocaine crystal meth or something uh the next one resting on laurels Laurel's a girl, and uh, <laughs> and, and Hardy rested on her. <laughs> um, meaning, be so satisfied with what one has already achieved that one makes no further effort. Origin: Since ancient Greece, laurel branches symbolized victory and success. The plan was closely tied to Apollo, the god of music. I thought Apollo was like the god of the sun. Yeah, yeah but some of them too. have more than one. Oh, okay. Um, Oh, the god of music, prophecy, and poetry. Laurel branches were given to victorious athletes in ancient Greece and later to generals who won important battles. Thus the term laureates and the phrase resting on laurels. In the uh, the 19th century, the term received a negative connotation to describe those who are overly satisfied with their achievements. Hmm. Uh, The next, eat humble pie. Eat humble pie. Does it just mean to be humbled? I mean, that's what it means, but where did it come from? Eat humble pie? I mean, maybe somebody made the shittiest pie in this what, village. And What was that uh, the movie where, like, it was a white girl being raised by, like, black maids and stuff, and, like, uh, one of the maids, like, took a shit the in the pie. The help. She mm. took a shit in the pie and, like, fed it to this white woman. Oh, I didn't know that. that that's humble pie. <laughs> that's humble pie. <laughs> I think it's like a guy that's really like bragging about how he 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 eats a lot of pussy, and, <laughs> and then like he eats like a really bad one, <laughs> and they're like, "Uh, not so the bragging." The most humble of pies. <laughs> this humbled me. <laughs> um, the meaning: make a humble apology and accept humiliation. Origin in the back in the Middle Ages again. Uh, there would be a huge feast after a hunt. The lord of the manor would receive the finest piece of meat 
and the ones with the lower status would eat a pie filled with entrails and innards, <laughs> which were also known as umbles. <laughs> those, <laughs> I love this one. <laughs> those who would eat the umble pie were considered to be humiliated since it symbolized lower status. <laughs> the humble pie. The umble pie. What a disgusting description. A, a pie filled with entrails and innards. <laughs> but at least they weren't like wasting anything, you know? <laughs> I, I mean, that's like... Uh, Umbo pie. The South, it, it, uh, you know, they're in slave times. It's like the poor people got like the shitty stuff. They got the entrails. They got the fucking, mm-hmm. you know, offal. They got the the intestines and fucking... What do they call that? Chitlins. I don't know what that is, though. Chitlins is like chopped intestines. Oh. Yeah. I've heard of oxtail. I don't know what exactly that is, but it's literally the tail of the ox. It's the just tail? like like a tough bony piece of uh, whatever you throw in a. It's very popular. Super, like well, like mo- most tough cuts of meat, like if if you put them in like a stew or something, and you like like let them cook for a long time, they're supposed to be pretty flavorful. Okay, but like there's also like a, a cheap cut. Mm. Man, I, I don't really watch reality television, but years ago when they had the wrestling like Legends House show, I did watch that where they put a bunch of old wrestlers in like a house, and Tony Atlas was cooking. Is it Chitlins? You said is like the probably Chitlins. It smells like shit. Yeah, and like it is shit. Yeah, everyone was complaining about it, but I remember being so grossed out because he was like making them. And he's and he's like, you got to get all these doo doo balls out of here. And he's like squeezing the oh, shit out no. of them. I'm like, how can you eat this? <laughs> <laughs> you cannot get those clean. So like literally. He's like wringing the shit right, out of it, right. washing it out, right? And then like, right? Pretty that, sure you have to boil it, I, right? I, I mean, if you're just like a polite human being, like even if you are like, <laughs> th- if this is your thing, like the polite thing is to fucking take it outside. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and even then, uh, I, I mean, like the anecdote is like you know you got to wash the shit out of them, <laughs> literally. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh. Uh, no thanks. It's not. I, who, and who wants to go through that much trouble to like make something they're gonna eat? Like, <laughs> right. I'm so hard like, up. I spent hours preparing this. I'm so hard up. I'm, I'm gonna make something that I have to squeeze the shit out of. <laughs> I mean, I, I've watched a lot of travel shows. <laughs> like, where... how, well, how cheap do you have to be? You'd be like, listen, how much for that? <laughs> this was four cents a pound. <laughs> this was a steal. He's like, don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah, four cents a pound. I've watched a lot of travel shows. Like, in those uh, Southeast Asian countries, like... Uh, like Indonesia, places like that. Like they have like a lot of intestines that they eat over there. They they cook and grill them up and stuff. I I mean, if you're like indigenous or something, if if you're like if that's, I can see it being part of your culture, especially if you're like trying to live off the land or something. Yeah, if you're in a third world country, I get it. But if, if you you're want in to Legends use, like, House, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Legendary. It's a choice. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, well, like, what if you grow up in a poor household and, like, uh, that's what your mom cooks, and you're just like, just like mom used to make, nice and shitty. Where do you even get those from? Like, you can get those from a normal grocery store? You'd probably have to go to a butcher. Actually, I think, well, I went to Winco, and I was looking at tongue, and, like, I, I, I was like, oh, tongue, I bet that's cheap, and I, like, I pulled out a tongue, and it was pretty expensive. I was like, how, oh, yeah. Why is tongue this expensive? It's H- tongue. Hispanic people use it in their uh, tacos, I, I think. Uh, it's very good, actually. Like, it's supposed to be... Yeah, I've heard it's very good. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
it's the same thing. Like you have to cook it for a while. You like it. It takes some time and effort. But like next to that, I think there was like um, like cubed uh, intestine. I think in there. Don't they call it like tripe or something? Tri- or tripe. Yeah, same thing. Tripe is intestine. Um, final one for today, hands oh. down. Oh, go ahead. Something I would like to try is like real haggis. Oof. You would not. Yeah, why? Uh, I, I, even if I hated it, I'd like to try it. I'd like to watch you try it. Yeah, I'd watch you try it. Too. <laughs> I wonder where I can get some haggis. I bet you. I mean, this is a big city. I bet you there's some restaurant that serves it here. Yeah. Well, I know it's like traditionally Scottish. Do you think like an Irish pub might have haggis? Yeah. Racist. <laughs> what is it? I mean, you guys are saying you got haggis, right? <laughs> no, no. You you wouldn't want to call an Irish person Scottish. <laughs> they would not like that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying they both might uh, dabble in the same culinary field. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> the thing is, if I went to like an Irish pub, I'd want like a, like a, uh, a freaking uh, shepherd's pie, probably. Yeah, shepherd's pie I could deal with. Shepherd's That's fine. Pie I so like good. shepherd's pie. I'd probably try it if they had it. If I saw them both and I saw a haggis, I'd be like, I need to try that haggis. Well, let's let's do some additional YouTube content. We'll have you we'll videotape you eating haggis. <laughs> the thing is like, well, some of those some of those things you can't even buy like in certain areas. Like they're technically illegal. Yeah, if there's like health code violations against them, mm. then what can you yeah. do? How can you even get a haggis? Get. You can't even drink raw milk. Make it you ship it over frozen somehow. Yeah. Who wants to drink raw milk? I don't. I drink raw milk. I drink half and half. I've drank like just straight cream, so I'd probably be okay. I used to drink a lot of milk. I used. To oh man, yeah. When I was a kid, I drink. Apparently, it's not healthy for you, so I shouldn't have drank so much. But when you're a kid, they're like, drink milk. It makes your bones healthy and strong. Yeah, those milk people were great at marketing. Oh yeah. Well. Like, they've studied, like, long-living cultures, and a lot of them will drink, like, a, a glass of wine or something. Yeah, But also, like, one of the longest-lived ones is, like, um, some of those populations in, like, Salt Lake, like, they, they'll drink a lot of milk. And that was, like, one of the, like, those blue zone groups of people who live life for a long time. So, I don't know if milk's really all that bad. How do you know it wasn't all those extra wives? <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would think that would not... Uh, Increase your longevity. It's like men live like 10 years less than women on average anyway. That's true. And that's probably from being around just one woman on average. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that's healthy or not. Actually, uh, aren't people who are like in like dedicated like um, relationships, they actually do on average live longer? Maybe, but right after one of their partners dies, the other one dies immediately, it seems. That does seem like pretty common where yeah. like, yeah, one person dies and then it's just like, it's a trauma and then, and then the other person will die relatively yeah. soon. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, actually, I remember, remember like, just like a while back, they had that horrible shooting in that Texas town, that school or whatever. Like one of the teachers or whatever, they got shot, like her husband died like a little bit later. Just yeah, like, I, I mean, it's like, I think a lot of people will actually go through like a physical shock stage yeah. just from being around it. Yeah. Okay, last one, guys. Hands down. That's got to be some sort of military surrender sort of thing. Hands down. Generally indicates like the best of something, right? Hands down. I'm wondering if it might be a poker term. Maybe. Oh, maybe. Like you check your cards and like they're good. You put your hand down. You 
And you're just like, don't have to worry about it. It's all good. It's all good. I'm going to say it's a vote thing. Like, uh, hands up if you, you know, agree or disagree sort of thing. Hands down. I don't know. Okay, okay. So the meaning, easily and decisively without question. Origin. Hands down is an idiom born from the world of horse racing. Think about it. You are so far ahead of the chasing pack that you, as the jockey, can sit back, relax, and still win the race, even without your hands on the reins. Winning at a canter is a similar expression, also from the track, but this one is better hands down. Hmm. So, like, you kind of had the right idea with the poker thing. Like, oh, I put my hands down, I don't have to worry about it, but it was from horse racing. Like, even if my... If, if the jockey racing my horse was in the front and he put his hands down, I'd be like, you fucking jackass. <laughs> you took a chance. You man. took a chance. <laughs> you were gambling with my money. I think out of this group, I, I like the humble pie, and I like the whole nine yards with the, the nine yards of bullets. Nine like, yards of bullets, yeah. Those are my favorite ones of this group. Um. All right, well, now we're way past time. <laughs> <laughs> we stretched that out longer than we would have been. Then I would have suspected. <laughs> that was fun, though. Um, <clears throat> well, anybody that uh, stuck around, hopefully you did, uh, please, please, please go over to the YouTube channel, uh, subscribe, um, thumbs up, uh, leave us comments. We love hearing your guys' comments, and you guys have been good about giving us more comments recently. Um, uh, please also, uh, you can subscribe to us, uh, in audio format on your podcast service of choice. Um, and why not come over and, uh, bother us on Twitter guys, where can people find you on the Twitter at a name for this too? And that's number two at, uh, only fans. You can find <laughs> me at, uh, giant rubber dildos can also swipe right on a uh, grinder for him. <laughs> <laughs> Grinder. <laughs> I'm not gay, but I've given up on women. <laughs> They're the worst. <laughs> after your yeah. your she hulk after you, watching no She Hulk, <laughs> actually, no woman will be with us at all for us putting the way we put down She Hulk in the recent weeks. Uh, I've been on board with it with you ladies. <laughs> I appreciate everything that She Hulk has to offer. <laughs> <laughs> we love She Hulk. <laughs> You never gave your Twitter handle. At <laughs> uh, unsolicited SUG. I was like, is he too drunk to remember? <laughs> <laughs> and you can, of course, find me at Zach Jones Live. That's Z A C H J O N E S L I V E. And that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care. Have a good one.